1: Hide your kids, lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese podcast.
2: Oh, yeah. Inflation has increased 7% in the past year, the highest since 1982. And thanks to DoorDash, I've inflated 17% in the last year. Hi, kids. It's the most famous duo since Lennon and McCartney, also known as the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Helter Skelter-Cheeseman. This is just Chad Sowash. And on this week's show, Seek Out Hits, Unicorn Status, ZipRecruiter Has a Warning, and TikTokers Farting in Jars for Fun (laughs) and Profit. How could it go wrong? Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I
1: have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the
2: Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? <laughs> no, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting
1: meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of Oh, yeah. My uh, my opening, that was a shout out for leaving, just so you know. Anybody who's not listening to the <laughs> Europe podcast, this last
2: one had to be the best of them all. They just keep getting better. I agree. The chemistry is, is finally kicking in, I think.
1: Yeah, we had uh, Gerard Mulder, who is the CEO of TexKernel, talked a little bit about the TexKernel Sovereign uh, Acquisition. And uh, Levin is just he's starting to open up and he's funny as fuck.
2: Yeah, he's a stand up comedian in hiding. <laughs> like he's he's got a second career if he wants to, uh, to grab that. Well, let's get to shout out, shall we? So I have two big
1: employment, brand, and marketing announcements. Uh, you ready? You yeah. ready for this? Oh,
2: industry stuff. Okay.
1: Let's hey, here we go. Stuff. Here we go. So we are bringing back the cult brand series episodes, and we're doing it by installing a new host. So we're, oh, neither yeah. you and I, you and I, are going to stay. Okay, but we're going to have a, we're going to have a third wheel. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who she is, but she is a CMO in our industry. And we're going to be recording our first episode with her live tomorrow for the release next week. Mm -hmm. She's flying in for dinner. We're going to be day drinking and (laughs) doing a podcast. I feel like knowing that she's already agreed to fly in dinner, day drinking podcast. She's already going to fit in. So I'm pretty excited about that.
2: (laughs) Uh, So shout out and semi news, uh, news item here, Kelly Lavin. Yes. Uh, Jobvite's former now She's former awesome. uh, chief people officer mm-hmm. is leaving the company to join a startup called Niche, which is uh, in the educational matching game huh. matches kids with colleges. So uh, we'll miss you, Kelly, in the industry. Maybe you'll come back. Someday.
1: Congrats, Kelly. We still want to have beers when we go downtown. OK, so True you're, you're, you're still that. on the list. Uh, another employment branding shout out. The talent cast with James Ellis is coming off hiatus after a year and a half, dude took a, a mega break. He's been working on a 2.0 version of his book, Talent Chooses You, and uh, he's going to be putting that out Via audio. So audio book style, but on his podcast. So be looking for that. He's already dropped episode zero. It's kind of like the getting ready <laughs> version. And it is funny as fuck. So uh, if you if you don't know James, mm-hmm. get out of the corner, number one, uh, but subscribe to the podcast, the talent cast. Pretty fucking there you awesome. Go.
2: And he has a Substack now. So if you'd rather read some of his shit, uh, look for him on, on Substack. Nobody reads anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly by the success of this podcast. <laughs> I've got a shout out to uh, to Canvas.com. The, the one I predicted as uh, being a shit show is uh, quickly becoming a shit show. The recruiting yeah. site has been ordered by a U.S. district judge to drop the use of the domain name Over a trademark dispute, we uh, touted them for actually having Canvas.com. Yeah. Anyway, learning management platform Instructure claims the domain name Canvas.com, which is leased and not actually owned. uh, And its Ah. logo contain elements that conflict with Instructure's Canvas product and line of business. Canvas Tech reportedly says they will be appealing the ruling good luck with that. As of this podcast canvas.com still does go to canvas.com.
1: Yeah, probably just going to go ahead and take a step back to jumpstart.me and uh-huh, uh, yeah. a, 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 and carry on, right? Uh, in in that lease go ahead try to try, try to get out of that lease. Uh big shout out to another announcement. Damn, so many announcements. Jamie Leonard just announced that Wreckfest is happening this year live. At Nebworth Park on July 7th. That's right, kids. Nebworth Park. The legendary. Yes. I am so excited. Unleash is going to be happening in the U.S. in late March. And now we have this announcement in Wreckfest. And just another bit of news that's dropping joel uh i don't know if you know this or not but the chad and cheese will be emceeing the disrupt stage in july at nebworth park we are fucking stoked
2: and and when they ask us to leave the event i'm not leaving
1: i'm not fucking leaving (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: <laughs> by the way i heard that uh, boris johnson will be there without a mask so uh exciting for that that as well he
1: goes everywhere without a mask yeah so. apparently
2: he does uh he may not be prime minister by the time we get there anyway uh shout out to snag a job Jeez, when was the last time we talked about them anyway they yes. got a loan they went to the loan sharks and hook got hooked up runway growth capital a provider of growth loans to both venture and non-venture-backed companies seeking an alternative to raising equity Yeah. closed a senior secured term loan. I don't know if that's different than like a teen secured loan or a child secured <laughs> loan. Anyway, <laughs> uh commitment of $65 million. A news release said the loan will enable Snagajob to continue investing in its technology and drive growth on the tailwinds of an evolving hourly jobs market. Good luck with that, snag a job. Shout out to you.
1: Yeah, I've I've heard from many startups who are looking for funding that some of the VC terms out there are fucking ridiculous. So I I, I can see why Snag might be doing something
2: like this. I'm just so happy that they'll be advancing their technology because <laughs> they're such innovators.
1: Shout out to Sepeda Nayiri. Hopefully, I'm getting that right. And Christy Moon, who are both looking great in their new Chad and Cheese (laughs) T-shirts, kids. That's right. Joel, where can they get free T-shirts?
2: Oh, are you kidding me? ChadCheese.com backslash free, Mm -hmm. free T-shirts, free whiskey, free beer, sponsored by the likes of Emissary, Sovereign Text Colonel, and our folks at pillar who was just on a zoom tasting with us this week lovely people they are so good stuff uh, if you haven't signed up it's free it's easy chat cheese.com backslash free shout out to Betsy Norris by the way who is this month's whiskey winner yes and most excitingly yes uh we did a drawing this morning with our friends at candidate ID uh-huh for three. Really expensive, thousand-plus-dollar uh, bottles of Scotch, malted Scotch whiskey. Get that right. Yeah, come on. Amazing stuff. My bad. <laughs> my bad. I'm a rookie on the uh, the Scotch. Okay, so our winners on that we had two two euros, and we had one U.S. based winner. Okay, uh, Alan Clark of Ronstadt is All a right. winner of a uh, a really nice bottle of whiskey. So big applause for that. Uh, Neil Foams from the U.K. and Oliver Beckett. A, uh, a lawyer out there in the UK as well. So a couple of a uh, couple of Limeys and one Yank we got as the <laughs> winner. So shout out to them. Enjoy that. And we will, uh, if they're listening to this and haven't heard from us, we will get in touch, get that uh, scotch to you, and hopefully uh, schedule a Zoom call with all of us and, and have a good time. Is Limey an offensive term? I have no clue, but it sounds like it. Most Brits have a pretty good sense of humor around all that stuff, so I'm not too okay. worried about offending them. Not
1: that you would. Not that you would worry anyway. I'm just, just I'm like not Yanks.
2: Sure. Is, Yanks is not real offensive to Americans. Yeah, yeah. We, we it's because
1: we don't really give a shit. Big shout out to Monica Evia uh, Cheeseman. You, you you mispronounced her name a couple of weeks ago, and she, and she and she nicely guided you to the audio feature on LinkedIn to help you with future future pronunciation. She so did. yeah, she don't, did. don't take it personal. Monica Cheeseman sometimes fucks up the pronunciation of Miller. Oh. So thanks for listening and
2: sporting that Chad and cheese t-shirt. We love it. You know what? That's on me. I'm going to, I'm going to own that <laughs> and, I, and I, I'm going to own it as a teachable moment. If you are a CEO or someone who's interviewed or talked about uh, on podcasts like this, use the LinkedIn feature. Oh, to, yeah. to, to say how your name is pronounced. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of a neat feature. I'm going to own the mistake, go to LinkedIn and say your name so that podcasters like us don't fuck up, that we get it right. Before we get to the fantasy football winner, because I was in the basement, I just
1: want to say that I win the funding bet as uh, HCM carries the 2021 funding <laughs> year, which means tonight you're buying
2: the cigar and booze at Nikki Blaine's. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, hell no.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. Are we? Uh, can we Can we move this to next year? Can we just have the same oh, TA yeah. version? Okay. Oh, God, we'll, yeah. We'll roll it again. We'll roll okay. it again. Uh, all right. Fantasy football. Uh, the winner, in case you didn't know, Jason Putnam of, uh, of a company called Plum.
4: <laughs> really?
2: <laughs> can you
4: feel the tension in the air right now? I know
3: I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums.
2: All right, Jason, congrats to you, buddy. Uh, hopefully, you'll sign up again next year. I think we'll do it next year, don't you? I enjoyed
1: myself. In this in this uh, league, I was dead last. In my yep. other league, I won. I have no fucking clue how this thing works.
2: <laughs> no fucking clue. <laughs> hopefully, our audience knows how subscribing to podcasts goes. Amen. And we'll make sure that they catch the Euro show from this week that you mentioned already. You said our best show yet. Don't necessarily disagree. Uh, yeah. Great guests. Great insight into uh, the old country and uh, incredible comic relief with our friend Levin, which we didn't, <laughs> didn't really expect to happen. We also got some birthdays, Chad. Excellent. Some great ones this, uh, this past week. We got Joanne Lockwood. Yes. who doesn't love Joe, and she better be uh, at uh, Recruit Fest. I'm sure that she will oh, be. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, here's one that I'm going to mispronounce. Muir McDonald. M-U-I-R. Yeah. He is Scottish. Mm-hmm. And you'll love this. He's the head of resourcing at Scottish Power.
4: Welcome to all things Scottish. <laughs> Our slogan is, <laughs> if it's no Scottish, it's crap.
2: All right. Happy birthday, Muir. Uh, Rob Arndt, Tom Bartle, Steve Jewell, Geert Jan Vastorp. That's your buddy. I know I mispronounced oh, that. Uh, yes. Yeah. How do you G-J. pronounce it? Do you know? G, G <laughs> what G dub? Ge- I don't know. Gear John. I mean, it's, it's, it's GJ.
1: Yeah. It's, it's that's GJ. Cool
2: yeah. Why don't people just go by their initials? All right. Stephanie <laughs> Krishnan, Mark Fogle, Zachary Larson, Matt Katz, Chris gross, Jean, Jill Patterson, Michael O'Dell, what? and the mad scientist of recruiting. Chris Russell celebrates birthdays this week. Excellent. Michael Odell, by the way, is not signed up for free shit on our site, and I'm a little offended. I'm a little offended that Michael Odell is not signed up for free shit from Chad and Cheese.
1: He's a giver. He, he's not a taker. He's a giver. That's that's <laughs> Michael Odell.
2: <laughs> All right, Chad. You know what this sound means. Yeah, every week. That's right. Our friends at Seekout announced a $115 million Series C funding round this week, led by Tiger Global Management. <laughs> the round values the Seattle based company at more than $1.2 billion. Hello. Seekout noted it has doubled its customer count to more than 1,000 enterprises over the past year. Co founder and CEO Anoop Gupta. Friend of the show said, "Quote: With this financing round, we'll be investing deeply in innovations that extend our leadership position in talent acquisition and power new solutions for internal mobility, employee retention, career pathing, and learning and development." SeekOut had announced a sixty-five million dollars Series B round just last March. They've raised a total of one hundred and eighty-nine million and some mm-hmm. change. Chad, are you in or out? On seek out, <laughs>
1: I'm definitely in. We definitely have to be in. I mean, they were a deathmatch winner for goodness' sake. So on the stage in yes. Austin, Anoop uh, Gupta, he did his pitch, and and we all uh, agreed that uh, he was yep. the winner. And I, and, I, and obviously, you know, the funders looking at the tech, looking at the background, looking at the landscape, all of that. You know, I think I think there's no question there's there's a great opportunity in this segment. Now there are other players, but you've got to remember there's so much market to be had, it's good. And not to mention it's also validating. Plus, I, I definitely want to get a noop on the call. I'd like to know what was the driving force behind the three hundred percent growth in revenue and the mm-hmm. ARR from you know going to, to 25 to 50 million. That's a big range, by the way. But yep. I mean, what's what's the driving force other than just the landscape itself?
2: Yep, I agree. It'd be great to get a noop on the show and just sort of get an update from him. Uh, maybe we'll get out in the world and see him face to face, which would be nice because he's a he's a pleasant man. Yes, um, uh, you know, to me, I think it's to me it's very apropos that we're talking about seek out achieving unicorn <laughs> status. Uh, roughly a week or so after we talked about Paradox reaching uh, unicorn status. Because to me, while they have sort of very little in common right now, they're both sort of on this trajectory of being a new generation of recruitment platforms or employment platforms. Um, I think the key to that common is Anoop's Quote from the story, which says, you know, extend our leadership position in talent acquisition and power new solutions yeah. for internal mobility, employee retention, career pathing, learning and development. So he's got his eye on a much bigger picture than just search for people. And it's going to be really fun. And Paradox, I think, has the same sort of vision of the future. Yep. And it's going to be really interesting to see how both of these, uh, I don't know, babies in in route to teenage platform and, uh, and beyond how they start competing more evolving more um, to me that's really exciting uh, I expect to see maybe app stores or marketplaces start showing up on these different platforms and seeing exciting new uh, features and technologies and then acquisitions from that so to me this is like Version two of the platforms and uh, really interesting companies in Paradox and Seek Out looking to uh, stake a claim in that new real estate, which is not the metaverse, by the way. It's the real it's the real world. <laughs>
1: yeah, they, they don't have time for marketplaces. Uh, they have to, they're going to have to identify and acquire quickly. Uh, So they don't have time for that marketplace bullshit just yet. They're not an ISIMS, right? They haven't been around for 10 years uh, and they need to show growth. And I mean, so they don't have time for marketplaces. I don't see that happening at all. One thing I do see, and I do like the parallel with Paradox because that's exactly what's happening. We're taking a look at the old relic of an applicant tracking system of what we used to know. And we're looking at something new being created, you know, these Mm -hmm. tech stacks, which are incredibly different, which I like to call core talent platforms, because that's really what they are. And they are so ever changing from customer to customer to customer. The question is, which one would you rather be a part of?
2: Let's play. Who'd you rather? Who'd you rather? Paradox or Seek Out? Uh... Leadership is interesting. So, if you look at the jockeys, you have one that's like super brain, work for Bill Gates, Microsoft, like yeah. probably sees the world in a really different way than anybody else or most uh-huh. people do. And yep. then on in this corner, you have like industry veteran, understand the landscape, has executives that are sort of support that. Um, so, which one of those would you rather have? I'm going to give the slight edge to the industry folks. Uh, they can hire more brains or bigger brains. It's harder. And, it, you know, they can hire veterans, too. But I like the veterans over in Paradox a little better. I think the executive team over there. And I like messaging a little better than I do searching profiles as a base from to start from. So if if we're playing Who'd You Rather, it's super close. It's, you know, hair, hairline difference. But I give a little edge to Paradox. And you, you got to play, too. I, I'm between,
1: to... between Paradox and Seagot, see, the thing is that, again, there aren't many of these new age types of platforms that are going in this direction, right? There's plenty of room in the market for both of them easily, I see they, them crushing some of the legacy platforms that are out there, and I'm going to be rooting for them both. Um, but between the two, again, I mean, you've got you've got a guy who is the right hand to Bill Gates for mm-hmm. fucking God's sakes, and then you've got Aaron, you've got Jay Z, you've got you know Adam Godson, you've got all these amazing brains. Not to much in a shit ton of grit and experience. Sure. I, there's no way in hell I would choose between the the two of those guys. I think they both fucking rip and they start crushing the competition that's in front of them. So
2: you're not going to take a stand.
3: Nope.
1: You're not going to pick.
4: Oh, hell
3: no. How,
1: they might even, they might even lock arms just so that they can, <laughs> they can obliterate the rest of the market. <laughs> all
2: right. All right. Kind of weak, but we'll take it. By okay. the way, I think Whatever. I do think seek out has a easier glide path to acquisition and falling in the arms of a Microsoft.
1: One thing I would like to say, though, this is a message to all the platforms out there, and I, you know, after reading uh, the press release from from SeekOut and all these new press releases, stop with the DEI marketing speak. No platform can fix a company's shitty process or hiring mm-hmm. bias. Right? You can't fix that Ned mm-hmm. is a racist. So stop it, okay? <laughs> Focus on your solutions that you're providing. If you do provide a a diverse array of candidates, that's great. But you can't say that you are the easy button for diversity. You just can't do
2: it. By the way, if your name is Ned, he's not talking about you. It's a totally (laughs) different Ned.
1: Or maybe I am. Or maybe maybe I am.
2: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, from new tech to old shit, uh, that's still... (laughs) Let's talk about Bullhorn, shall we? Yes. Uh, Bullhorn announced this week it has acquired Able, the artist formerly known as EmployStream, and a Cleveland based provider uh, providing onboarding automation software for staffing firms. Able is already a member of the Bullhorn Marketplace and is also available in the Salesforce App Exchange. Able CEO Gerald. Hetrick and Chief Product Officer Dustin Brewer will join Bullhorn's leadership team. ABLE's 40 or so employees will also be employed uh, by Bullhorn as well. Uh, plans also call for the ABLE brand to remain for its operations to continue and for its operations to continue in Cleveland. Terms of the transaction were not announced. Uh, founded in 2014, ABLE had raised a total of $11.5 million. Beautiful, lovely Cleveland, Ohio has produced a successful startup, Chad, are you buying or selling this move? You
1: no, know, I'm buying this move. I, I thought it was interesting. I went to the website and I was like, man, this looks familiar. It, it looks like one of the old uh, Home Depot layouts and colors and, and and whatnot. It's it's simple, it's straightforward, and it makes sense. Um, and Able could help Bullhorn staffing clients manage their employees much better. So if a, if a large staffing company, has thousands of employees on projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, most of them are, are managing it somewhat manually, uh, which does not allow the staffing firm to scale very quickly. Thus they lose money. But if the staffing company can easily identify through those thousands of thousands of employees, who is getting ready to complete a project and then get them queued up? To move to another project with little downtime and without the need to hire more employees to fill roles, well, less overhead, quicker time to start projects means more cash. All about efficiency and increasing margins. I think if they learn how to implement this well and they can help their staffing clients Implement this. Well, this will be this will be This could be a game changer for them being the staffing (laughs) industry's platform
2: game changer. Well, tale of two two companies a little bit. We talked about another old guard in our shout outs when I mentioned snag a job, uh, which has been around for a long time. Bullhorn has been around for a l- really long time yep. and one of these companies has really stayed focused and, uh, sort of loyal to the customer and the needs of the customer. The other one kind of took its eye off the ball, tried some crazy ass shit, had to fire CEO. Uh, and now we're sort of, you know, getting loans from, uh, from Guido on the corner to, uh, to keep, keep the lights on. And the stable one, uh, is Bullhorn obviously. And we probably don't talk enough about Bullhorn because this 20 year old company, has really done a remarkable job of staying on top, uh, mostly quietly for so long in their niche. Um, th- I think they've done a nice job of evol- evolving without alienating their users. Let's be honest, a customer base of staffing people and recruiters is not the easiest herd of cats you know, to, to control. I think they know their lane. Um, the recent acquisitions that they've had. Uh, you might remember they bought Cube 19 recently. I know that we talked about that. Yep. Uh, they typically bring in solid talent, provide new features uh, to the service that are probably, one, really popular in their marketplace and also uh, in, in demand from their customers who are asking uh, this stuff. Bullhorn isn't the sexiest uh, company out there, but sometimes boring can be really nice. And Bullhorn, to me, has been sort of the poster boy in our in our industry of of being that in our industry so i too applaud this move but also applaud bullhorn as well i know i give them shit for their uh pay-to-play marketplace but uh the marketplace is producing some pretty good acquisitions for them so yep all right let's get to uh zip recruiter good god we got to talk about them <laughs> on the show so our friend and birthday boy chris russell uh shared the following on his blog this week ZipRecruiter's publishing is warning job boards to step up their traffic game or risk being ousted from its partner network. A recent email allegedly sent by ZipRecruiter said to an underperforming publisher, "Quote: This low level of engagement is unfortunately not sustainable and it has a direct impact on our ability to deliver high-quality job seeker traffic to employers." This message is to bring this engagement to your attention and to notify you that if job seeker traffic remains low, we will no longer be able to continue the partnership and will need to deactivate all relevant placements affiliated with your organization. Sounds like a move from Indeed's playbook. Chad's what Chad's what's your, Chad, what's yours what's your take? Man, somebody is feeling the squeeze right now over at Zip, right?
1: Ouch. Do you think that Ian knew that this message went out? I'm gonna bet he didn't. Because this doesn't seem like his style. I, I don't know Ian hmm. personally, but a guy who actually fires staff when he did early uh, 2020, um, or sorry, 2021, yep. uh, and he did it himself. He had to do it over Zoom because of the pandemic, but he did it himself. This just doesn't seem like his style. And it is very Indeed-like. There's no question. Get your shit together or we're kicking you off the bus. Yep. This is not how you treat a community that help propel you to success. And it's not great for building long-term relationships. So somebody is feeling short-term pressure and they're going to fuck up
2: some long-term strategies. So is the pressure to produce more traffic and revenue and they're yeah. putting the fear in, uh, in job boards to drive traffic? Yeah. Traffic
1: is revenue. Yeah.
2: Okay. To me, the question is why I totally agree with your with your pressure like to produce revenue and and holy shit that kind of happens when you become a public company people start asking like how do we squeeze more money out of places i'm curious if they shut a partner down from monetization of their feed does the feed still work so in other words they're still getting the jobs but they're not getting paid and how long will they notice that uh if you're really small you might not notice it uh i don't know number two are these partnerships a real pain in the ass like you have small publishers they want you to do stuff they're on the you know on the phone and we know that in many cases it's the smaller customers that are the bigger pains in the asses than the bigger ones so i don't know if it's a drain on resources and the company has bigger fish to fry than to deal with little publishers the other thing i wonder is is it a damage to the brand i mean zip recruiters trying to get out of this we're for small businesses and post jobs and like these small things. We want to be more enterprise. We want to be more AI and does our brand on these little sites, many of which, you know, may be sort of, you know, questionable in terms of their content, does it make us look bad? Does it make our brand look sort of chintzy or lesser than uh, you know a, 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 our competition? Or maybe it's a little bit of everything that we've mentioned.
1: This whole message was about traffic, nothing with regard to content. Not to mention, you have to remember these organizations were built on the long tail. Uh, You know, having the all your eggs in one basket for one or two traffic providers is what really is going to fuck an organization, which is why you need a long tail. And with the landscape being the way that it is right now, not many people are getting the traffic that they had a couple of years ago. Right. So, again, this is more of a short term squeeze, not to mention, Mm -hmm. didn't Zip just talk about uh, their first junk bonds to try to raise $500 $500 million. $500 million. Yeah. There, I mean, there's, there's a squeeze happening here. And I'm not sure if Ian knows it yet. Maybe he does now.
2: It just doesn't seem like this is the way that you react. All right. Let's take a quick break and uh, talk about a little bit more money coming into our startup space.
4: Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. PandoIQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. PandoIQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers
1: can't. For more information on PandoIQ, go to... Pandologic.com.
2: That's Pandologic.com. All right, Chad, our friends, huge fans of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Friends at Factory Fix have a little bit of news this week. Uh, The recruiting platform that helps manufacturing companies hire skilled workers has announced a $10 million Series A round of financing this week. The company has raised $16 million to date. Revenue grew 14 400% last year, and their talent network has grown to over 300,000 skilled manufacturing professionals. CEO and founder Patrick O'Rahilly said, quote, the manufacturing industry is facing a crippling labor shortage with over a million jobs sitting open right now. Chad, we all know that you hate college, so you must have a huge (laughs) boner over this news on Factory Fix. I hate college debt, not college.
1: (laughs) It looks like Factory Fix is trying to build almost a core talent platform for manufacturing, much like Driver Reach does for truckers and logistics. The big difference, I believe, is that Factory Fix is a destination location for job seekers as well. So you have two revenue models, one platform. Pretty smart. Not to mention being able to be hyper-focused in one specific arena makes it so much easier for developers, for salespeople, for marketing, and for targeting. High-value targets, right? You know, who is in manufacturing and who could be, be a prospective client organizations like this hyper focused uh, yes all of your eggs are in one basket but I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you right now that's the basket I want would want to have right now
2: so I, I chatted with Patrick uh, the CEO yesterday um, excellent they love the they love the show and they're listening so shout out to you guys we appreciate it guys and gals. Uh, He basically said they forced the company to listen. So maybe they hate us because they have to listen. But anyway, they are listening. So uh, I I, I kind of imagine a group of missionaries in Callahan Auto Parts T-shirts. As I think about these guys, we talk a lot about the need uh, to do the difficult work of engaging with teens and young people and letting them know there's another road to take uh, outside of uh, outside of college and what route to take if they want to get there. Um, This is a startup of a bunch of Midwesterners with mostly Midwestern investment money, solving problems that impact everyone, but also seem particularly crucial in the middle part of our country. So uh, I think they should be applauded for that uh, and that mission. They have a long road ahead. Look, it's not easy to go to high schools and get them involved and educated. And I mean, there are a lot of high schools out there, so they have a really hard job and long road ahead. But frankly, I think we should all be rooting uh, for their success. And uh, hopefully this Series A is just uh, a Series A and Series B and C are coming. And these guys can grow in a way that that helps young people uh, find career tracks that are appropriate for them. Yep.
1: Two, two quick points
2: of advice. Patrick, you're listening.
1: I know you're listening, Patrick. So first and foremost, when I go to the site and I click on Pricing, Give me pricing. Uh, number two, number two. definitely reach out. I'd love to have this conversation. You should be dipping into, piping into uh, the U.S. military. All of those individuals who are transitioning back that more than likely have a lot of these skill sets uh, would be a, a great fast track for most of your clients to be able to get great, hardworking people.
2: And they're, they're all big uh, Chicago Bears fans. So uh, you, maybe, <laughs> maybe Fields, they'll be baby. shipping you a Justin Fields jersey in, in return for that uh, grade
1: A. I want the orange one. I want the orange you one. You want the orange one? Well, yeah. <laughs>
2: sure, I'm sure they could work that out. Uh, well, from one startup to a not-so-startup, uh, Google is in the news this week. Uh, from The Verge, Google is g- giving four of its top execs a significant pay bump raising their salaries from 650,000 to 1 million Come on. just just weeks after the company told staffers it wouldn't oh. automatically adjust salaries to account for inflation say what what's more all four executives are eligible to participate in a maximum $2 million annual bonus program based on contributions to Google's performance against social and environmental goals for 2022 according to an SEC filing Chad, does something smell a little weird in Mountain View?
1: Man, I mean, talk about double dipping, number one, because you're you're giving yourself a raise and in some case almost like double raise. Uh, and then number two, you're also getting a lot of more stock options. I mean, it's like, and you're not paying your people. So you have the people, again, I'm going to continue to say this over and over and over, who do the work daily to provide and build new products, to provide services, who actually do the hard work and are the reason for that revenue growth. You're not the reason for that fucking revenue growth. The people who are on the job every day are the ones who are actually making that revenue grow.
2: Google's doing some weird shit lately. You you remember they adjusted uh salaries based on how far you were from like the headquarters and the offices that you yeah. were working. We know that their, lab, their labor union is one of the most I guess powerful in the in the country in terms of getting things done at the at the uh, at the business. And then now this, right? Like let's announce to everyone that there's no raises and then turn around and give some executives, some big raises, like almost 2x raise. Silicon Valley just rolls differently, uh, I guess, sometimes because we also have news out of Apple uh, that they're dropping bonuses up to 180000 uh, to keep their best engineers. So if I'm a developer at Google, uh, I might start giving Apple a look <laughs> yes. if I never had before, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Google has every right to pay their execs uh, big bucks, but they risk ticking off their frontline engineers, which really are the heart of this business and having them go to Apple or, or the competition. So this is a yeah. really weird move. It's not smart. It's not googly. Uh, the, the ivory tower isn't much use if the lights aren't on. So, right. uh, Google, get your shit together.
1: Well, and Reddit actually shift to a, shifted to a location agnostic pay model, so yeah. that they could start getting those people who were pissed off. And again, everybody's quitting nowadays. There mm-hmm. are better opportunities that are out there. Gobble them up,
2: poacherific baby, poacherific. <laughs> let's uh, let's go from Mountain View to New York City. New York City. This news uh, out of the Big Apple. The city council approved legislation recently to require employers to list minimum and maximum salaries on all job openings in New York city. The bill applies to any employer with four or more employees. The only exception to the four person rule are employers of domestic workers. I guess that's rich people with maids and shit. Uh, The bill applies to advertisements for private and public sector jobs as well as promotions and transfer opportunities. The council voted 41 to seven in favor of the bill. I'm guessing you're loving this one, Chad.
1: Yeah. I mean, the only way that we get to pay equity is through transparency. That's the only way that we get there, period. I don't want to hear any bullshit from, well, it's hard to get all the wage data bullshit. That's why you have All of those systems, you should be able to compile that. And if it takes forever for you, that's on you. Pay transparency is how we get to equity, especially on the pay equity side of the house. Um, And then you take a look at from Yahoo Finance, a total of 81 states and cities will be raising their minimum wage in 2022. That sounds good, man. It sounds awesome. But then you take a look at the actual home rental data and one salary – even with the raises, can't cover housing at that rate. Yeah. We talk a lot about inflation and then we want to blame it on wages. But the thing that we we don't do, much like we just talked about Google, is we don't focus on the pay that is happening in the executive ranks, not to mention profit margins. We are still – Churning fucking profit left and right, but yet we want we don't want the people doing the work to get the pay. We want that to go upstairs.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think gov- you're going to see a lot more of this, particularly in blue states and blue cities, uh, in terms of tr- pay transparency. I'm going to focus a little bit on the industry side of this. Uh, yeah. So now, if so, if I post jobs nationwide, which many are now with work from home, if that job shows up in New York, then it sounds like the posting has to have a salary range in new york but if it's posted in chicago not necessarily uh and am i paying someone more in chicago than i am in in toledo um i don't know how that happens technologically employers are going to really bitch about that programmatically (laughs) where's they're not you know where they're like programmatically there's not a direct relationship with the employer right so jobs get posted everywhere and how does that work technologically companies are going to get companies are going to get sued and they don't even know the job is being posted in New York like that's going to be a huge pain in the ass do do technology companies just not post jobs in New York because it's too much of a pain in the ass and their their customers are too pissed off and if that's the case we're limiting opportunity in New York because we're not posting those positions in New York which no one wants to have happen. Uh, The devil is always in the details and this legislation as well as mean as well, meaning as it is opens a big can of worms for a lot of tech providers and employers. That'll be interesting to watch.
3: I don't
1: think this is hard at all because all the jobs are location specific. So therefore they sit in New York and therefore only the New York postings will actually have a
2: pay range on it. So I don't think this is an issue at all. How many people post jobs and those jobs get on sites that they don't even know exist?
1: Yeah, but the location still is New York. Right. And that's the thing is that we're tying the actual salary range to New York City. I mean, it's even it's even smaller than that. So it's New York City. So any job mm-hmm. that has New York City on it automatically has to have a pay range. So within the actual job description itself, there's a pay range. Okay. Now, all the other job postings, they don't have pay ranges. So I'm, this, I don't see this as an issue. So technologically you, do you, at all. you
2: agree at least that companies might start saying, well, I'm not going to have salary range. So don't post a job in New York.
1: Well, if they want people to actually apply for the job, they're going to have to post jobs in New York.
2: But if it's a national job and they say don't post it in New York because of whatever, like we saw that we saw that in Colorado, right? Because they wanted DoorDash and DoorDash said, "Fuck it, we're not going to." If so- it's a rem-
1: if it, if it's a remote job and they list it as a remote job, therefore it's not specifically posted to New York City, then th- there's no reason to actually mm. put a, a salary on it. So I mean, it's I think I think if you just break it down to the simplicity of it, if it's remote, it's remote, it can be anywhere. So therefore it doesn't have a salary on it. Um, But if it is specifically for New York city and you are targeting New York city, yeah,
2: there's gotta be a pay range. So I think it'll be easy. Okay. Let's uh, let's take a quick (laughs) break and talk about some real news. Farting in Mason jars.
4: What are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? and wasted spending. And hello to optimized, automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at AcquireROI.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today.
2: All right, Chad, we, we finally have the great resignation answer. We finally know why workers aren't going back to work as we used to know it. Tell me. People are apparently getting paid to fart in mason jars. Okay. Stephanie Matteau, uh, apparently, she's a reality star that I've a show I've never seen. Claims to okay. have made upwards of two hundred thousand dollars selling her farts in jars. She apparently went viral on TikTok in December by documenting her lucrative fart selling business, gar- <laughs> garnering hundreds of thousands of followers with quote day in the life of Fart Jar Girl" content. Can you smell what the TikToker is cooking, Chad? What's next for Stephanie? She's selling fart jar NFTs. Holy hell, Chad. I got nothing other than I hope there's a market for old guy farts as my kids get closer and closer to college age or maybe they'll just go to factory fix. I got nothing. Humans are stupid.
3: We out. We out. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. Thank you for listening to what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology.